You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Monday, April 24th, 4.24, a.m. How the hell are you? Hope you had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will tell you that I indulged, overindulged so much. Had a lot of uh, heartburn um, yesterday, as opposed to heartache, um, but managed to come back strongly. Uh, cooked my first tomahawk steak, uh, which was a hell of an experience. And I actually, you know, it's interesting because th- this tomahawk steak is a big, big ass steak, and um, and I actually looked up how to cook it. And I probably wouldn't have got it right had I not looked it up. So seared it um, for, th- for it said between three to four minutes on either side. And I seared it, seared it for, I guess, maybe 3.20 the first time and then three the second time. Notice that it kind of got a little too burnt um, the, first, the first time. And so the second time was a little shorter. And then, and I moved it around a little bit, kind of like kept on um, re, um, just like like repositioning it. 
And then the key was to put it into the oven, I think at 375 for about 30 minutes. And it came out really perfectly. Um, you know, a little, a little bit burnt on the, on the outer, you know, on the outer side um, at times. But, but for the most part, it was fine. It was actually like amazing to cut into this beautiful piece of steak and just see how, um, you know, it was medium rare right in the middle. And then on the edges, uh, kind of more like medium. Um, and you can actually see how um, how it starts to kind of cook through. It was a great experience, and I'm, you know, glad uh, glad to have gone through it. I might have a photo somewhere which I will uh, share with you to make you you make you uh, hungry <laughs> so early in the morning on a Monday morning. Maybe not the perfect way to start off your day. Uh, Bears and Glenn and Bruce, welcome to uh, the cafe. The um, the POAP today, which will go live at uh, 8.50 until 9.20, the uh, password or the code is stop digging. Two words, stop digging, all lowercase. And um, look, it's it's Manifestation Monday. Uh, I'm on my way to Austin tomorrow. I'm going to be at Consensus. Um, and, um, you know, if I'm manifesting uh, my goal, my goal is to make a few solid connections uh, to keep my this education process um, moving in the right direction, um, it looks like there are going to be some very high-level conversations about regulation and governance and, and DeFi and then everything else. Um, it's definitely an elite group that's going to be there. And, um, and you know, what, what I love about it, the humbling nature of it, is that I am... You know, I am kind of a nothing and a nobody. I really am. Joseph Jaffe is not famous when it comes to these Web3 events. I, I haven't spoken at a single Web3 event. I would probably be a keynote speaker or on a panel at a normie event, at a traditional marketing conference. But when it comes to um, putting myself in these Web3 events, probably most people don't even know who I am, haven't heard of me, and and don't care who I am. And 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 that's okay actually it's it's actually a good feeling sometimes to be um inconspicuous or to be anonymous in a way um you come in and uh you know you've got to deal with there there's certain things we have to deal with right which is um but I, what what i would say is you you'll come and you'll meet some people and they'll look you up and they'll look you down and they'll look at your title and and you can see if you're not important enough to them and you know it 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 probably used to make me feel bad in the past but now I realize it's got nothing to do with me it's got to do everything with them it's got to do with how they might judge or prejudge or or be looking for someone who they believe is as famous or senior or well known or visible uh, as them they're the ones who are status chasing if you will not me and I only and I love the the insight for me because I've been on both sides. Um, it what it does is it reminds you um, to display empathy at all times uh, for many reasons, right? One of them is you don't actually know who the person is or who they could be in your life, and so to go into every conversation and every interaction open-minded with with that hope with that possibility that this person could be a game changer or change your life is the way that we should conduct ourselves generally 
um, whether personally or professionally. It's just a better way to live your life. Um, and, and it's just the right thing to do. So it's common sense and business sense as well. And, um, yeah, so I'm like really excited to go in um, and, and uh, you know, just experience a different, as I said, it's a different part of my degree, of my uh, diploma in terms of Web3 um, education and really being able to ask the right questions. So I'm going to take notes um, and, uh, and I'm sure, you know, like I also like Austin is a, is a good place for me. Uh, like because of South by Southwest, I understand the serendipity of being friendly, you know, just bumping into people, being friendly, um, and, and, and just going, going with the flow, wherever the wind is kind of the breeze is taking you, you know, you end up joining someone for dinner, um, that, that's the other thing. You really do need to check your pride at the door in these situations because, you know, some people won't, like, I mean, even blatantly invite themselves to a dinner, uh, and some will. And actually, you know, if you have the ability to invite yourself to a dinner, n- not in a terrible way, but you're having a conversation, hey, what are you doing tonight? Oh, a bunch of us are going, um, you know, a bunch of us are going to this restaurant, etc. It, it's not, you know, just to be able to say, hey, do you have room for one more? It would be like, I would love to join you. Is that a possibility? Uh, the worst, I mean, if you think about it, if you put yourself on the other end, there's an easy out. Oh, I would so, you know, ordinarily, of course, I would have said yes, but we're actually at capacity. You know, we've, we've, we've already actually asked them to extend. You can even lie in a nice way, right? You could say, we actually already have asked them to extend the table twice and they told us absolutely no more otherwise they're going to give away our reservation and if you don't want to do that you can there 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 are other ways to kind of get out of it or you know you have the ability just to say sure why not you know and and you never know uh that 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 interaction could change your life both ways um and and it also takes um you know there's always like I always have this sense of um I don't want to say like it's not dread. It's just a bit of anxiety when you arrive at these events because uh, it takes a while to to get comfortable. It takes a while to find your feet and find your voice. Um, and and everyone is um, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's arriving for the first time. They're they're also trying to get a lay of the land. They're trying to figure out who's who. Um, and so there's that typical alpha male. Um, it, it's like an alpha male, but I suppose it's an alpha human concept, which is everyone's trying to stake their place or their turf, um, or you know, uh, just just indicate, um, you know, kind of create that 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 space around them, that aura around them, and then eventually people just kind of chill. They they relax. It might take a glass of wine or or a beer just to take the edge off, and that's okay too. Um, and then people just start to be themselves or forget about the pretense. So when we kind of check our pretense and our pride um, at the door, life is a lot better and a lot easier. Um, and it's a and and to me that is the key to um, effective networking. You know, because this the world we live in now is is this whole world of anonymity. You know, being doxed, being undoxed. Um, you have the ability, um, 
you have the ability to, uh, I'm just looking at uh, like getting distracted by Bruce offering me a tomahawk steak if I come and visit in Toronto. That sounds good enough uh, to me. And I, and I knew it would basically uh, um, wreck, wreck my train of thought that I wouldn't even remember what I was going to say. And it did. Um, so thanks a lot, Bruce, for that. Um, but um, I actually, I actually uh, look, it is Manifestation Monday. So the big thing for me manifesting this week is, uh, is going to Austin, leaving on Tuesday, coming back on Friday. And also um, at 1 p.m. today, um, if all goes well, I have Patrick Fabian on the show um, who played Howard Hamlin on Better Call Saul. Um, so uh, if you want to be in the audience um, and you're listening to this on the podcast or you're in the audience right now, I will put a link in the cafe chat. I'm not sure if I will, um, if I'll actually like, I'll probably tweet it a little bit later and just see who shows up. Um, the The thing that's going to be so interesting for this, um, for, the, for the interview is uh, Patrick hasn't, you know, what what I what I want to do is I want to like it doesn't matter whether you're you know the former President Obama or or whether you're an a best selling author or whether you're you know a finalist on Survivor or whether you're an actor I want to kind of everyone to go through the same process I want everyone to fill out the same Google Doc I want everyone uh, I I don't want to pre- come prepared with questions now with that said you know Patrick didn't fill out the it's a different interview now. So what are three things on your mind? What are three things you want to promote? What are three fun facts about you? Um, so I'm going to have to improvise today by, by figuring out how do I do the show knowing that we're not going to be discussing leadership or what's happening with Bud Light, um, etc. Maybe I will prepare a few um, directional questions um, and and change my format a little bit. The ability to adapt or make an exception every now and then is okay. That's also another part of the idea of forgiving yourself. Well, in this case, it's not so much forgiving yourself, but giving, not forgiving, but giving yourself permission to deviate from the script uh, or to write a script or to have another script or to be able to make an exception or to be able to... Um, I mean, pivot or adapt or, you know, and that's what's really happening. Um, You know, I'll tell you, like, thinking out loud, what I don't want to do is, like, say, hey, what was it like working with Bob Odenkirk, you know? Like, I don't want to ask dumb questions. I don't want to ask, like, Access Hollywood questions. But I also don't want to be able to say, you know, have you ever, you know, talk about uh, the meaning of life? That would also seem a bit left field. Um, So I'm, I'm still you know, coming in a little cold today, um, which is what I like. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably uh, do a little bit more prep than I would just in terms of uh, maybe four or five uh, questions, but I want them to be different, different kind of questions. And so we'll see how that lands today. I'm excited. Um, and and that's, that's my week. That's the week um, that lies ahead. Um, I decided I wanted to talk about this concept of uh, digging a hole, or digging oneself into a hole. Um, because as the saying goes, you've probably heard me say it many times, when digging oneself into a hole, the best thing to do is to stop digging. And what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? This is, you know, I, I, I really love the, the, the Forrest Gump approach, as I called it, um, which is this ability sometimes just to like 
stop. You've been doing something a certain way for a certain time or you've you're on a streak or you you know you're you've you've just been you're in a routine and then just one day for no reason for actually almost no reason you just stop. You say okay, well, not doing that anymore. I'm going to do something different today. Um it to me there's something fascinating about it. The person that drives the same way to work and one day they say, "Hey, I'm going to just try a different different route or the person who goes to Starbucks every day and orders the same item and one day they just say hey I'm going to order something else or maybe the person that go to Starbucks every day they decide to go to Dunkin um, or just do something different what what motivates us what what is you know how do we how, how can we actually build that into our lives this ability to say today this is not this the concept of do one thing that scares you that's a different thing this is just the ability to say hey today do something completely different um compared to how you did it in the past or or typically on every day and um and just see what happens you know see see how that impacts you um and and if it's if it feels good do it again or do something differently on a different day regarding the same task or even a different task and so like that's one way to think about it but the the other is this idea of digging oneself into a hole you know when you're behind because the concept of you know oh they're digging a hole for themselves um it generally means you're behind right it means you're on the back foot it means you're losing it means you're in negative territory it means that you are you know on defense and so i mean if you think about it logically how do you get out of that situation how do you get out of the hole well when digging oneself into a hole the best thing to do is to stop digging so that's the first part of the response stop digging stop stop um just if you recognize that what you're doing is getting you further into danger or trouble or negative territory or you know endangering your position the best thing to do is to stop now why don't we well we don't stop because we have this there's so many reasons oh my goodness one of them is again pride and you know humiliation or not wanting to come across as weak or admitting you were wrong or showing vulnerability um so you just keep going you know because maybe you're in denial um there's so many reasons but i think the other one is this the fact that you hope that you can somehow ride it out you hope that somehow things are going to get better either things are going to turn around uh either due to external reasons or maybe it's something that you do something that's inside your power and your grasp um and it's i mean i don't like i don't have any data behind this um and but but i just anecdotally when you're digging when you're digging yourself into a hole how does that how does keep digging help you get out of the hole it doesn't you know it it doesn't um i don't see any upside in being able to hope things turn around. Now this is the, you know, this is the the person that goes into a casino and they lose and so they double on the next hand and then they lose and then they double on the next hand and then they lose and they double on the next hand and they lose and 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 eventually, 
you know, the theory is that, well, if you've got to win once, you've got to win at some point in time, and then you're back to, you know, even keel, and you're back to kind of level footing. Um, And, you know, zero cost averaging, people do it with, with the stock market, people maybe do it with crypto. It's definitely something that I think that is the equivalent of to keep digging, as opposed to just being able to call TOD, as I call it, time of death. And just say, this didn't work. Let's live to fight another day. Let's recognize the opportunity cost uh, or the opportunity lost of the time spent and the money spent. And let's just go and invest that time and money into something else versus being able to try and get back to even or stop the bleeding um, or turn that frown upside down and somehow go on a winning streak. It's a it's a fool's errand, so to speak, and and that's probably probably why we keep digging, why we keep digging. Um, another reason is is you know, and I was thinking like there's so many examples of this. Like recently, um, I've been I'm, I'm uh, last night I did the Beancast, which many of you know I do like once a month the marketing podcast and. And we didn't discuss it. One of the topics wasn't the whole Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney situation, but it was one of the what they call fair, uh, fair fail and foul, fair fail and foul. And the fight, the fail was Bud Light. Um, and and you know what's happened now since we discussed it last on the show um, is, and it was just a very interesting concept. Basically, the brand and the company essentially pissed off all the red states, right, by partnering with a transgender uh, uh, TikTok personality, um, you know, with, you know, and we've discussed this, right, the Kid Rock shooting the cans and the boycotts and the this and the that. But then they've gone now and pissed off all the blue states um, by their, by their um, you know, kind of non-committal, non-descriptive um, uh, com- uh, letter of apology from the CEO, number one. Number two, rolling out the Clydesdales to kind of, um, you know, create this, uh, you know, when in doubt, uh, show the horses. And I just found out like this weekend uh, that um, the VP of marketing, Alyssa um, Heinerschelt, I think is her last name, she's now gone on a leave of absence, whatever the hell that means. Um and I was thinking, what what does that mean? What does it mean? You know, has she been fired? Um, has she been reassigned? Um, has she literally taken a break, a mental health break, because of this uh, unbelievable pressure and you know, and and vitriol and probably elements of misogyny because she's she's a woman and you know the double standard and you know has she you know it, like often. Uh, we see the press release that says they've left the company to, or they've resigned to spend more time with their family. I always joke. I'm like, do you have a family? Have you, do you really, who leaves voluntarily to spend more time with their family? I, you know, most of us are trying to get away from our family. Just give us, you know, work is, is our, is our kind of haven, our uh, escape from the day to day of family. I'm kind of like half joking and half not, um, but in all seriousness, um, you know, it w- was it, and to what degree was it a euphemism? Um, because if you read between the lines, assuming she didn't personally 
uh, decide to take a leave of absence um, to to kind of like move. Yeah, I mean, to me, if she did do that, that is the antidote to digging the hole. She's removing herself from the situation. She is stopping digging and and getting out of that hole before it comes to before it gets too big. Um, but the reality is, it's probably wasn't. It probably wasn't. When I say probably, I'm, that's, I'd, I'd say almost 1,000% was not her own decision and of her own doing. You know, at a minimum, it was in consultation with either the chief people officer or HR and or, and or her boss and or, and or um, you know, um, crisis communication and or, and or PR. And so there were probably a num- and or, and or her lawyer. I mean, you know, like whatever, counsel. Um, so there are probably a lot of people involved in the decision, assuming it was hers, as opposed to, you know, reading between the lines, she is being removed from the conversation. She is not available. She is, you know, this is, uh, again, remember going back to the hole. When digging oneself into a hole, the the, the ideal ideal thing is to stop digging, so in many respects, you know, she's no longer in the hole. The hole still exists, and it seems like like Bud Light, the brand, the company, they're continuing to dig the hole in her absence. But she's no longer the digger anymore. One of the diggers, um, and so you know, in a way, this is a weird part because you know, if it is true, when digging oneself into a hole, the key thing is to stop digging. That interpretation means stop talking. Stop talking. Just just kind of do nothing. But here's the problem. When you do nothing, you can get lambasted and criticized for keeping quiet. So so it's a catch-22. It's a catch-22 because you say nothing and then, you know, all the snarky little pundits, like probably like even including myself, say, you know, where's the response? Where's the... You know, it's been three days and no one and nothing from you. It's been four days. It's been five days. So it it is a catch twenty two. You're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you say something, you get destroyed. If you say nothing, you get destroyed. Um, what's the answer? Which one is better? Um, I'm saying that open ended or or rhetorically or I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, but but this is an example of how moving her off the business, giving this you know this uh, leave of absence, is definitely not the way to go. You know because it's it, it it's it's red meat to the base. It's red meat to the red states, which is you wanted her fired, she got fired. Right? This is Megan Kelly's. Um, I hope she gets fired publicly. Let's drag her through the town square. You know, let's let's put her head and her arms into those medieval vices or whatever though, you know, those wooden blocks and throw uh and throw rotten tomatoes at her. Let's humiliate her further. Um so this is isn't isn't this that? Right? Isn't isn't this that in terms of you know, removing her. She's now, you know, putting the blame on her. Um, this was all her doing, um, transfer, you know, transferring um, blame in many respects. I don't know. Maybe it is, um, you know, and, and maybe it isn't. Um, 
But going back to this idea, so, you know, saying saying nothing, you're going to get destroyed. Saying something like the CEO apology, you're going to get destroyed. And then saying nothing again proactively, right? The other one was a passive saying nothing, which is, you know, crickets. Um, the the active or the proactive saying nothing is we've, you know, moved to somewhere else. It So it's like it, it is a... It is unfortunately a damned if you do and damned if you don't. And maybe that's part of this idea. When digging oneself into a hole, the best thing to do is to stop digging. But that doesn't mean it's over. You're still in the hole. How do you get out the hole? I'm going to just use the metaphor, right? Extend the metaphor. You're digging yourself into a hole. You stop digging. Great. The hole's not getting bigger. But you're still trapped in the hole. How do you get out the hole? This is almost like a... Uh, a lateral exercise. I wish kind of like I was teaching right now because this would be like a great case uh, case history or case study now, you know, for my students. How do you get out the hole? So, I mean, we could start that exercise now uh, in the sense because one way, um, uh, I'm just looking at, at um, uh, I'm looking at some of the comments as well. I like this, I like this. Um, uh uh, Glenn said, dig sideways. It's like the game of Dig Dug, right? Suspending the two people who came up with a campaign. Um, so so are you suggesting, Glenn, that, that she should have been suspended or maybe the agency people? That's interesting, the sideways dig. Uh, uh, JerseyKing.com, Bruce says, this is the CEO's issue, not hers. If anyone gets fired, it should be the CEO. This will now backfire on the company. They had one chance to make this right, and if she leaves, they lost. Uh, not with the red states. Uh, Bez says, it's not a catch-22 if you stand on principle and come out to say something that aligns to that. This is a bad look by the company. Um, having her take a leave of absence is weak. You approve the campaign and then get, and then get cold feet. Once a segment of your customers don't like it, uh, uh, cold feet, once a segment of your customers don't like it, that is weak. And Glenn says, no, he's not saying that. He endorses them. The dig sideways was for for your comment of digging yourself out. Um, okay, so um, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, so, I mean, if you think about the idea, dig sideways is certainly a lateral concept, right? Uh, maybe, you know, m- maybe the whole becomes um, the whole, like, if you really want to be lateral, right, the whole becomes wider, and more shallow as opposed to deeper. And you could actually dig yourself some steps, maybe, you know, as you go down layers, you could almost create some kind of a step. Um, but if you're already too deep into the hole, um, one of the things that you would need is somebody to take you out the hole, right? So it's the step ladder, it's the rope. Um, you need someone else, you need a partner, you need a friend. Uh, you need your community. Uh, you need allies. You need people help. You need the CEO to say, I'm going to support you and stand by you on this one. And we're not going to be kind of bullied or, or held hostage by, you know, left or right. I actually think the greatest line should have come back to this this idea of we're beer. This is beer. This is beer. Beer is not partisan. Beer is not red or blue. You know, quite frankly, beer is not red, white, and blue. You know, it's not American or anti-American or non-American. It's just beer. And and the one statement that I think the CEO made, which was a golden opportunity, is 
is beer brings people together. It doesn't tear them apart. Well, if that's true, then people that 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 you know defended or took the tearing people apart, you're not being true to the essence of beer. And beer is not Bud Light and Coors Light and Miller Light and and Corona and Heineken and and Fosters and and Guinness. Beer is beer. We're all part of the same family here, and we we all ultimately stand for the same values, which again is to bring people together instead of tearing them apart. So that would have been the opportunity. Quite frankly, while we're talking about lateral thinking, what if the CEO of of, of uh, Budweiser um, went to all their competitors and actually said, "Let's. this is an opportunity for us to stand together and stand for unity uh, as opposed to divisiveness in a country that is so divided already, why not actually stand for something together? You know, now of course, if you're the if you're the CEO of that competitive company, you probably be like, hey, nobody. You know, this this hole is your this hole is all yours. Just enjoy it. You know, we're not coming anywhere near that. Um, but it's a mistake, right? It's a mistake because. You know, who's going to fix the divide? We've had this conversation many times. Who will repair this divide in the country? Nobody believes there's a solution. I mean, how? You know, so why not, why not have it come from a beer company? Um, uh, Glenn says it was odd that they moved to Coors, which has a huge investment uh, in the LGBTQ community, and apparently those opposed to the Bud Light advertisement did not realize that. I just don't understand why people cared. Um, you know, so look, th- th- there's there's another aspect to this as well, which is, you know, I've lived this myself, which is really realizing, you know, where the outrage is coming from. It's generally like in the marketing circles, it's generally the marketing people talking. It's the Monday morning quarterback. Guess what? It's Monday morning and we're quarterbacking right now. We're doing it too. You know, but it's but it's the commentators. It is you know the Megan Kellys and the Fox Newses that have been all over this because it is you know again it's fresh meat. It's great. It's great for ratings. So where is the outrage coming from? It's helped Kid Rock be in the conversation again. And uh, like, I mean, has anyone heard a song from Kid Rock in ever? You know, or or lately? So it seems like the only time that he is in the the news is for political reasons. But dude, you're a singer, aren't you? A songwriter, an entertainer. Go entertain. Is this your version of entertaining? I don't think so. Um, And so we also have to be very mindful of, that's why people, you know, they care and they don't care, Glenn, right? We we care when when it seems like there's an outrage, whatever, but it's all fake. It's all, you know, it's it's all just smoke and mirrors. It's all just a, a dog and pony show done for ratings. I mean, that's the the reality. What we really care about is family and friends and, and mortgage and dealing with all these layoffs. You know, I mean, this is the essence of what's going on. If we cared as much for what was going on in Sudan as we do what's going on in the transgender influencer community, the world would be a much better place but this is just the way it is um you know going back to this idea of like i didn't want it to be like a whole bud light thing but you know the idea of digging the hole right you know so so i'm going to reframe what we're saying 
When you're digging yourself into a hole, the best thing to do is to stop digging. Once you've stopped digging, you now have to figure out how to get out of the hole. And that's the second part, right? But before you get there, you know, there is the ability to just be quiet. Because, you know, there are two responses that come out of it. One is is offense and one is defense, right? Um, and the, I think the worst thing to do, that is the doubling down when you go on offense. When you defend your position by attacking others. That is the worst thing to do. The worst thing to do is, is like in, in some cases, and I've seen this happen time and time again, particularly with narcissists, which is they just can't shut up. They just can't keep quiet because the world revolves around them and because they cannot allow anyone else to take or steal or be in the limelight. They can't, you know, when someone says something about them, they can't just take it on the chin. They got to respond. They got to attack. They got to, you know, be the star of the show as opposed to a member of the supporting cast. You know, to use uh, an analogy as well that probably I could use with Patrick Fabian today, right? This idea of, um, you know, of, of not always having to be the star of the show. It must be exhausting to always have to be the star of the show. And so that's the other thing as well. You know, the, this does come down to relationships. It does come down um, to um, the, the essence of trying to get yourself out of a, a, an uncomfortable situation. And, you know, this idea of talking or not talking, it's a balance, Right? Um, if you say something too soon, it's complete knee-jerk. If you attack, it can be seen as being defensive but also doubling down, um, which which can backfire horribly. So you do have to talk at some point. You have to talk at some point, obviously. At some point, you've got to get on with your life, number one. Number two, you have to also realize that there are going to be people coming for you at any point in time. And so, um, as they often say, right, haters are going to hate. So you have to learn how to be a little bit more resilient and not so full of yourself and, and, and self-absorbed and, you know, and, and uh, entitled that you feel the need always to jump in and, and have to kind of dominate the conversation once again. Um, but then the best thing to do is just, just to move on and move forward, right? Move forward by focusing on other things, not as a distraction, not, you know, almost ignorantly, because the last thing you want to do, like in a way, that's what Bud Light did. By coming out with the Clydesdales, they were saying, hey, let's move on. But the world wasn't ready yet. The, the answer would have been to have kept quiet. The real answer would have been, as we discussed, uh, a Twitter space or a, you know, or a, or a ask me anything or the ability to bring on Kid Rock and three or four of the biggest um, uh, detractors in a town hall-like discussion 
and have the conversation. You know, that would have been the best approach is actually put all the cards on the table in a fair and balanced, you know, I use that ironically, but still really in a fair and balanced representation of both sides of the equation of the conversation. Remember, my definition is that conversation is between two or more sides, not two or more people. So, but failing that, the best thing would have been just to keep quiet for a while and then move on, not attempt to actually, you know, talk for the sake of talking, not to distract, not to detract. Um, But at some point, you have to move uh, forward. Uh, Glenn says Budweiser is making a lateral move to expunge themselves of their support for trans people and placing those responsible for the campaign on leave. They made it worse for people like me. Um, silence is golden. And, uh, totally. And, and you know what? You know what? The, the real gamble here is the gamble that the people that they appeased and that they satisfied will actually go out and buy the beer. And the reality, of course, here's the amazing irony through all of this. Not enough people were buying the beer, which is why market share has been stagnant and declining for the most part, right? Which is exactly why they decided to go out to new communities and new groups of consumers, younger consumers, consumers that ordinarily had not been targeted or had been and maybe not disintermediated, but had been overlooked. And so you see... My friends, it is a vicious cycle. When digging oneself into a hole, the best thing to do is to stop digging and then figure out how to get out of the hole. And the middle part is this balance. Some people call it crisis communication. There are principles associated with crisis communication. I know because I teach it. And I've always spoken about response and responsiveness. This is something that I actually wrote into, into Join the Conversation. Response, the quality of the response, and responsiveness, which is the, not the quantity of it, but the timing of it. How quickly, how soon, how late did you respond? And what was the quality of the response? The press release, the prepared statement, those are table stakes now, and it's not good enough. It's not good enough in this highly politicized, you know, vitriolic, um, you know, social media, toxic social media world we live in, because it just becomes an accelerant as well. So how many other ways can we think about this idea of digging a hole? Quite frankly, think about a relationship between you know, two partners, um, a boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, you know, two boyfriends, two girlfriends, whatever the case may be. Um, you're, you've said something, you've done something, you're in the hole. You're in the pro- proto-typical, the proverbial dog box. What do you do, right? What do you do? How do you dig yourself out of the hole, right? Do you go and buy flowers and candy and, and, and a card, and say, I'm sorry. Well, that's one way you can do it. The other way is, I mean, do you argue? Do you try and defend your position? Hell no, not a good way as well. One of the best ways to dig yourself out of a hole in this case is to say nothing. 
do nothing. But actually, actually, the real insight here is this idea of time. Time heals all wounds. It's the ability to just let people forget because that's what we do in order to forgive or forgive, maybe not completely to forget, but you, but in order to forgive, you need the temperature to decrease. And sometimes the best gift is just time, silence, moments to reflect. Quite frankly, and I'm not being Machiavellian about it, wait for something else to come along. Wait for somebody else to open up their mouth even wider and say the wrong thing and get themselves into trouble. You know, wait for the next kerfuffle or controversy because it's going to come. It's going to happen. They're going to be like, no, like, like, wow, it's been three and a half weeks of absolutely no uh, smart people making dumb decisions or dumb people saying dumber things or something else going on in the world. So it is, it is, it, it's a, there's an art form to this in terms of being able to wait and re- look, you've got to read the room. You've got to read the temperature. You've got to be able to get a sense as to when to talk and, and what to say. And that is an art form. So whether you've got a crisis communication or internal comms or external comms or whatever advising you, you've got to make sure that you actually have a good sense of the room that you you know yourself you know your audience you know you kind of you kind of like aren't on the outside looking in when you're in the middle when you're in the epicenter when you're in the eye of the storm maybe not the perfect because the eye of the storm is calm maybe the calm before the storm if you can actually get a really good accurate read and sense that's when you can figure out the best way to start moving forward and to and and so like in a like I'm 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 grateful to Bud Light in in the sense that they, what they've done is I feel like they've really just allowed the conversation to happen now, which is this idea of uh, and there are many different conversations. I think one of the best ones is to say that you know what is the role of a company, you know if a beer brand is just about beer and does not if if a beer if a beer or a can of soda is color blind right we don't care whether the left or the right the red or the blue drink us or consume us i mean it's just beer the, but the values and the principles and culture of the company well, that's different right product brand company there are three different levels the product is very much functional the brand is very much emotional you know my pbec mechanism product brand experience community those are four even if you use that now pbec you can actually like absolutely determine when it is a political uh, conversation when it is charged when it does warrant a meaningful dialogue and when it's just like hey this is just beer the product is beer you know the brand is whatever this buds for you whatever the tagline is when we get into the experience and the community at that community level that cultural level yeah there's real dialogue and that's what's happening there it's conversation it's not even conversation about beer anymore it's about values you know and and principles and practices and fairness, you know, and and things that we want to teach our kids. I would imagine 
whether you are in a red or blue state, you want to teach your kids the right kind of principles and values, how to be a better person, how to contribute to society, I mean, etc., etc. And, you know, going back to relationships as well, you know, is, is realizing, um, remember, like, this concept of temperature. When it's too hot, it's too hot. You're going to singe, you're going to burn yourself, you're going to get third-degree burns, you're going to, you know, if it's food, you're going to, you know, you're going to destroy your palate. Um, so you have to wait. You have to wait for the temperature to decrease. And, and, and as I was saying before, you know, one of the best ways is to give it time. A timeout. That's all that's required. Timeout. I was at a, a function this weekend, and, um, and one, I won't, you know, name names, um, but, I mean, you wouldn't know them anyway, uh, but there was a, um, an altercation uh, between a guest at this event and a bartender, and the bartender just lost it with the guest, with the customer, and, um, and it got a little heated and a little tense, um, and, you know, there were some threats made, um, and the, the big boss, right, of the, of the caterers, pulled this bartender aside and basically gave them, reamed them based on the principle of the customer is always right and then gave them a timeout. And there's actually a photo of this poor bartender sitting on a step looking very sad um, but had a timeout. And I hope they didn't get fired because, you know, heat of the moment. Quite frankly, you know, if the guest probably doesn't even remember the moment because they were probably drunk, no doubt, right? Then then why fire the bartender? Why? I mean, if there are no complaints, that's a classic example where you don't want to add insult to injury. Let, you know, the, the temperature drops, the bartender had a timeout, and then the bartender came back, hopefully, and took their position and continued. We need timeouts. We need corporate timeouts. CTOs, right? Corporate timeout. We're on a timeout. Imagine if, if Bud Light had just said, we're taking a voluntary timeout right now, and we recommend that everyone does the same. We'll be back in, uh, in, in seven days or 30 days, um, and, we'll, and if people still want to chat about it and people are still up in arms, we're happy to have the conversation then. Imagine that, a timeout, a brand timeout, a corporate timeout. Maybe that's the answer. The answer, just like we've done with our kids, because guess what? Adults act like children at the best of times, are immature, are emotional, you know, are childish, say stupid things, do stupid things, motivated purely, you know, the chimp brain out of emotion. So why not have timeouts for adults and timeouts for brands and timeouts for politicians and timeouts for talk show hosts? Wouldn't that be a better answer in this whole, you know, crazy times we're living in um, of, um, of uh, being canceled, et cetera, et cetera? Wouldn't the best thing to do is just, you know, maybe Twitter should do that as well. They should just give people timeouts as opposed to, you know, suspending accounts and, and whatever, just a timeout. For, you, you know, I mean, hopefully we'd be at a much higher level of, 
of um, you know consciousness where we could almost mute ourselves. Wouldn't that be great as well to like go to someone's Twitter account and see that they voluntarily muted themselves for a week or a day, that they've taken them, you know, an enforced timeout. That must be the ultimate, right? The ultimate must be the voluntary timeout versus the involuntary one, the one where you actually give yourself a timeout as opposed to where somebody else gives you a timeout. Now, in the analogy of the whole, just taking the time out, sitting down, reflecting, contemplating, how did I get in this hole in the first place? What can I do, you know, like, what would I do differently next time? Just in this lateral, you know, frame of reference, in this particular case, maybe um, just waiting, uh, just waiting uh, might a allow you to um, re uh, regenerate your energy, um, get stronger, get back some of the um, uh, the energy that perhaps you lost in the continuous digging. But the other is somebody comes along and says, "Hey, how did you get you know how did you get yourself into that hole?" Or I can see you dug yourself into a hole. Um, let me help you get out of there um and and it's it's uh it's just as simple as that that's how the the timeout or the enforced timeout or the voluntary timeout in this particular case could lead to a a solution uh laterally as well by the way i want to um uh also just say hi to uh uh carter uh, cox rhr I don't even know how to pronounce it, but welcome to, I think this is your first time here. You're very, very welcome. We do this every day, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9. Um, I Bez, you may be, uh, Bez is my go-to help, but if anyone, uh, one of our regulars, our barristers, uh, you may, I may need you to uh, to run, uh, I think you might, I might need you on point this whole week, uh, but for the most part, I think you know that uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll be in Austin so I'll definitely be jumping in formally, informally, uh, seven to eight in the morning, which I think would be perfect from a timing standpoint. And tomorrow, I'll most likely be on my way uh, to the airport. Um, and so I might be taking it from the car, but I certainly will do my best uh, to keep it going. We're going to you know, uh, focus on belonging to the brand on Thursday. Uh, the PO app is now available. Um, so I think it's a good way to kind of wind uh, down. If anybody has any questions uh, or comments, yeah, I think I do need you tomorrow, Bez. Um, just to see some of the other comments, Glenn said, doing good deeds is how I do it. Doing nothing just extends her anger. Uh, trust me. Um, I, I, I think, are we talking about relationships now or are we talking about the VP of marketing? Um, no, but it's true. Like doing good deeds is is how you do it. Let's just talk about that for a second, right? I mean, you don't the doing nothing, doing nothing, by the way, is not is not the answer, and it's not what I'm saying. I think what I'm talking about is saying nothing as opposed to doing nothing. So maybe maybe the reframe there is do everything but say nothing until, in this particular case, the other party is ready to talk and talk civilly, right? In this particular case, um, you know, there's been there's been so much damage that has been done um, that that 
um, how do you undo it as well? You know, and you do it by adding. Good deeds, I agree. You do it by adding to the world, not by subtracting from the world, not by detracting from the world. You know, by being inclusive. Inclusive, you know, should never... Uh, this is the crazy thing about inclusivity, right? It's like, why do people that are already included feel so threatened by new people being included? It it actually doesn't make sense from a logical standpoint, right? If it, It's like, imagine like everyone is here in the room right now and we invite some other people in and then everyone who's in the room gets all upset about the new people that are in the room. Why? How does it, de- how does it detract from your experience? How does it take away? You know, this is this is the problem of the OG, right? The OG says, you know, kind of like expects uh, is so self entitled and gratuitous. We we expect to be treated differently. We're royalty, you know. We're the old god. Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way, you know. And and it it all stems from insecurity. So I guess that's the point as well. It wasn't just you know bringing uh, Dylan Mulvaney and, and, and you know, uh, appealing to the trans community and bringing them into uh, an, a conversation or a community that otherwise would not have been, they would not have been invited to or included in. Why would that threaten other people already in the community? You know, I mean, if, if they're drinking your beer and they're no more beers, sure, you got the right to be upset, but that's not a, the trans community. That's upset at anybody who took your beer. If there's enough beer to go around, everybody drink your beer and have fun. You know, my, my son goes to um, a school here in Westport that has like, I don't know, four or 500 people in the grade. They, they go through school and, you know, I, I went for a walk yesterday and my next door neighbor, um, I bumped into them and we're just, ta- you know, oops, I just hit my mic. We're just, ta- we're just talking and uh, but we hadn't, you know, kind of like in Connecticut, you know, a next door neighbor can be like, I mean, that the homes are like and the land's quite big, so we've never really like spoken to them. Or I haven't spoken to them in years, and it turns out that they've got a sophomore, um, in in and 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 I have a sophomore, and she was there, she was walking with them, and they asked her, Do you know my son? and she said, No. And, I, and I'm almost certain my son doesn't know her. And they're, they're in the same grade. They technically could be at the same, They not technically, they are at the same bus stop. But both of them, you know, get rides to school. So, like, there's, there's always, you know, they talk about, what do they call it, the, 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 the tent, right? The melting pot, the sandbox, the tent. There's always room for more people underneath the tent, and if it doesn't come at the expense of your shelter or your warmth or your own, and even if it does, it's okay, right? I mean, it should be fine, especially if you're, you know, allowing people that don't have the same privilege or, 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 uh, or you know, um, or access that you do. But let's just assume that, that you have all the same access. Nobody, your access, your warmth, your shelter, your beers, whatever, don't come at the expense of anyone else. Why on earth would you be upset about that? Why would you? Life is too short. Just enjoy yourself, have a beer, preferably a cold one, you know, and and take a break from digging the hole. You must have worked up a real thirst from all that hole digging. Um, so take a break, have a cold beer, maybe with your fellow digger, 
um, and wait for somebody to come along and uh, get you out the hole. And hopefully, hopefully, you won't make the same mistake again and dig yourself into another hole the next time. So uh, on that basis, um, 9 a.m., the POAP is available. Um, I hope you have a tremendous, tremendous day and week ahead. Remember, you know, when you open your mouth, only good things should come out of that mouth. And if you have nothing nice to say, and if you have nothing, and if you have nothing to contribute, the best thing to do is to shut the hell up, i.e. stop digging yourself further into that hole. And that's what I got to say. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.